0: Around the Felt, episode number 43. It's crazy to say that. We're getting close to that number 50. But let's get into it, man. Week 17 already. Come it on now. crazy, Reagan. A lot of news. We're recording on Wednesday. We just recorded on Tuesday. So for a 24-hour span to have this much going on in the NFL, I mean, it's the crunch time of the season. Yeah, speaking of that, so this uh, you're listening on a Friday. That's why. So there might be more breaking news. We're recording a Wednesday night. You're listening on a Friday or Saturday. So. A lot might change in between now and then, so always keep that in mind. Yeah, your boy's going to be at the Pinstripe Bowl tomorrow, so got to record on a Wednesday. Started off, man, the Broncos bench Russell Wilson for the remainder of the season to avoid the injury guarantees in his contract for 2025. They're going to roll with Jarrett Stidham, even though they're not technically mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Reagan, was this move shocking to you like it was today? Well, yeah, because... It would be, It's only shocking in the sense that they're not mathematically eliminated. Like, it doesn't shock me that they do that, but the fact that they still have a chance is wild to be doing that because Russ is having an, a good season. He's having a decent season. I had to, I'm had i not going to say a good season. Statistically, it looks good, but the but offense has yes. been struggling as of late. Yes. It, like, outside of the last, like, basically the end of the fourth quarter, they looked terrible against the Patriots. It took them a while to wake up. And, yeah, it's better than last year, but he doesn't seem like the same Seattle Russ, unfortunately. No, and we've seen this in the past. I mean, the Raiders did it last year with Derek Carr. We've seen it happen with Garoppolo. Just because if he were to suffer a serious injury, it, yeah. it, the, that money in 2025 would be fully guaranteed. So they're already on the hook for 24, but it just gives them financial flexibility that if Sean Payton feels like he has a better option, like you already have the lost costs. Like the mm-hmm. dead cap's already hitting for 24. That's a sunk cost. You can't take that into consideration. You gotta do what's best for the future. It just gives them more flexibility for a twenty twenty five, and they can move on from after this year. It'll be interesting to see, man. I don't really think I can't think of any landing spots off the top of my head, like a team that would want to bring in Russ next season. No. But because uh, the whole thing with like Kyler we were talking about is like the contract's massive. Kyler at least is still in his twenties. Like Russ is what thirty three, thirty four. No, he's thirty five, I believe. Like he's that's what I'm saying though. He's getting up there in age. You know his his prime has passed him. Yeah, and, and the the Raiders this year are, are on the hook for some money from Derek Carr. still. They just released him, and he could sign wherever he wanted. Yeah. They still had to pay him. It's, it's most likely to be the same thing. It looks like Russell Wilson, barring injury to Jared Stidham, has played his last snap as a Denver Bronco. The Giants named Tyrod Taylor the starter this Sunday versus the Rams over Tommy Cutlets. Reagan, we talked about this yesterday. I don't agree with the move. What do you think about it? Uh, yeah, I also do not agree with the move. I mean, for you, you could yell... Go, let's go Big Blue, but I feel like as a Giants fan, you're not happy about this either because, to be honest, Tyrod is the better player, but it just still doesn't make sense because like, like we already talked about, you want to play the guy with youth, give him more experience because it seems like cutlets will be your backup for the near future and if daniel jones isn't ready to go next year or you have a rookie quarterback and you want to give him a you want to let him learn a little bit you're just hurting your chances and devito's growth i'd say at this point yeah it's it's odd i mean tyrod does give him the best chance to win right now but you're already mathematically limited. you're picking yeah. fifth you can move up as high as three so in that sense it doesn't really make sense tyrod's off the team in two weeks literally off the team like mm-hmm. not under contract and they're not bringing him back because like, get out of here. locked in so it is weird, but it does show, I guess the guys in the locker room that the regime is not giving up, that the coaching staff's not giving up and I know, it's it's that intangible impact, but at the end of the day, I don't necessarily agree with it. Now, the biggest thing that I like about it is I'm in my I'm in my Superflex finals, Reagan. Amazing. Who's who's my QB1? Justin Herbert out for the year. Who is my QB2? Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson, benched. Benched. So, I picked up Tyrod off of waivers. I'm rolling the hey, Tyrod v- Taylor! Last right? week my quarterbacks were Russell Wilson and Bryce Young. This week I'm rolling with Tyrod Taylor and Will Levis in the finals, baby. Ooh. Gotta love fantasy football. Well, congratulations on your championship, good sir. Well, I didn't win it yet, but we're we're in it. No, you are locked. You're locked. Lock. Yeah, you're that's right. Tyrod's gonna go I know. off on Sunday. And what are we gonna do? Slurm it. <laughs> <laughs> Another quarterback news, another benching. Sam Howell benched for the remainder of the season. Jacoby Brissett to take over this after Howell got benched in both games previously. Man, Reagan. I mean, this one, like in the same perspective of uh, Cutlets, just doesn't make sense. But this one's slightly different just because, I guess, you would have to say all confidence has been lost. Like, it's got to be devastating on a young quarterback. Like, you're playing a team you can beat. You're not having any success. Then you get benched. Your backup comes in. Brings you guys back to the point where all you need is a 50-something yard kick to not go in and you win the game. You know what I mean? So, I think his confidence is shattered right now where I think it would be good for us. It would almost hurt his development for him to continue to play right now. And also, I think they just got to kind of wait and go into the offseason with a new coach and see what happens from there. But. Yeah, I don't know if you saw Brissett's comments after last game, but yeah, they were just asking about Howell and something about his confidence. And I, I don't know it verbatim. It was a, a freaking book, I'm not going to lie. But it was just mostly like, I hope he can lean on me and understand this league's full of a bunch of ups and downs and doesn't yeah. define your career. Which is true. And, I mean, if Sam Howell's going to be in the building next year, I mean, I'd imagine he's very cost-effective given where he was drafted. But I think it's highly likely Washington takes a quarterback in the first round. And with Arizona ahead of him, I'm just going to stick with Kyler, and like you mentioned, Reagan, if the Bears do decide to stick with Justin Fields, with a new ownership group and a new staff in place, could the Commanders move up to number one to take Caleb Williams if that pick is available? Well, bring the hometown kid home, huh? I think that would be something they would seriously consider. Yeah, and I think I mean, it, and it honestly it sucks for the Giants because now it looks like Washington's fooling the quarterback market. So if the Giants were going to go quarterback in your division, they're right ahead of you. So. Yeah, we need Jacoby Brissett masterclass game against either San Francisco or Dallas, so the Giants can jump him in the draft order. Yeah, because this is a Giants podcast, and that's the I'm just saying back. as a fan. I, I, I that's that's <laughs> no, my I'm two messing, cents. I'm on. messing. Yeah, I'm messing with you. But yeah, no, I I think honestly, like from a gambling perspective, do we sprinkle Washington Caleb Williams landing spot? Like, I actually like. I don't. Know I think it's happening. Are, but I think you just convinced that, me. That is very intriguing. Yeah, it I, really I is. Mean, they I, do see, and honestly, the hometown reunion too. Like he's from yeah. right around that area. Yeah. so Actually, uh... that's why he doesn't want to play for the Bears. Cool story. My cousin's boyfriend went to the same high school as him and knew Caleb Williams as a kid at Gonzaga High School. So that's that's Did cool. You have so to say about Caleb was Caleb a cool guy or? Uh, I mean, yeah. From what he said, he didn't know him like super well, but well enough that I think they follow each other on Instagram. So maybe we got a future interview. Whoa, never know. yo, Caleb, if you're listening, bro, we want you on. We want you on. Yeah, one
1: of my buddies. He plays video games with him, and he like sends him beats all the time and everything. It's Are you serious? Sick. Yeah, wow. One of my teammates up in Maine. He's actually from Brick, New Jersey, and he just like plays video games. Oh, we might Williams. have a couple ends
0: with Caleb Williams. <laughs> yeah. Might have to make that interview happen, and yeah. Colin will be like, "Why don't you come to the Giants, bro?" <laughs>
1: he's a pretty cool guy, though. Man, that's
0: interesting. Jair Alexander suspended by the Packers for this upcoming game on Sunday, following the whole coin toss <laughs> was, incident. Did it's you kind, see the interview? Yeah, first? it's kind of a funny story. It was like. That's my hometown. I gotta be out there, and then walks out there and just completely fucks up and the coin toss. The reporter's toss. like, "Yeah, but your coaches didn't say you can go out there." He goes, "Nah, my boys are backing me up." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, so he just walked out there, well, fucked up the coin toss because he wasn't, he didn't know what they were supposed to be doing." And, then and he's like, "No, nah, we want," he's like, "We want to play defense." And the refs are like, "Are you sure you want to defer?" He's like, I want my boys on defense, and they were like, No, 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 no. We're gonna take That's the ball. So <laughs> we're gonna
1: take the ball. <laughs>
0: yeah. So now Jair is suspended, and they have the Minnesota Vikings on deck with Justin Jefferson, and the Packers are getting lit up by everyone. So now yeah. no Jair, man, Nick and Mullen. no Hawkinson too. So yeah, Nick Mullins Seems and like a Justin good matchup Jefferson for Addison and might Jefferson. To if, if, Addison yeah. bl- if Addison plays, if Addison plays, yeah, very, very good. If you're a Justin Jefferson yeah. holder. Yeah, finally, Ramondre Stevenson has not played the last few weeks. He was officially placed on IR, ending his season. A disappointing one, to say the least. Well, that's why I was saying Zeke's a league winner. You had to pick him up. I hope you did. He's getting crazy volume. This is the best we've seen the Patriots offense look all season with Zappi, which is crazy to say because who would have thought that we'd actually seen a decent Patriots offense. But they've been producing. They've been putting up points lately. So, to me, you got to go pick up Zeke if you still can. Like, I'm in a spot where... I think I'm going to be starting Zeke over Jonathan Taylor. I did it last week, and I think I'm going to do it again this week. Who would have guessed that at the, end of the season? <laughs> not In me. In the finals. Yeah. I'm benching JT for Zeke. Yeah, not me, but sure enough, I am. That's still a bold call out of you. Yeah, it worked out well last week. Yeah, it did. It did. All right, that wraps up the news. Joe, what do we got for questions?
2: All right, let's start it off with Austin. Hostie. Hostie.
0: <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Why? Could you do it better? No. Well, let's see. Dude, I hate when you always do this. I'm not doing that. I just said, don't ever do it again, and you tell don't me to do, do it. it. Like, I'm not doing come it. Come on, like on, let's, let's see. What, yeah. Yeah. Austin! All right, <laughs> Zach. Austin!
1: Colin, come on. Austin! Oh! There you Oh,
0: now let me do my call. Dude, don't ever do that again.
2: Uh, yeah, let's take the serious. Cut things. that out, cut that out. That's not going to be Will Ken Stroud still win the Rookie of the Year?
0: Um... Wait, he said about Stroud running rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got into this at the end of the last podcast, um, but I think it's a great debate still. I would say, yeah, as long as he plays, and the fact that they're if he plays well, that means they probably make the playoffs. That means he has an even better chance. But I guess if they're to lose, if they lose the next two games and he plays bad, but I think it's between him and Puka at this point. I actually do think Puka can still do it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, right now the books have it at like what minus fifteen hundred to Stroud, minus sixteen hundred to uh, plus five hundred on he, Puka. He's in he's in stage four of the concussion protocol. A practice limited yeah. basis today, so it looks like he is going to be back, which we expected. Yeah, yeah, it'll... in a huge matchup against, I believe Tennessee. Tennessee, yep, so, And then they got the Colts the following week. Two division matchups, two games they Let's have me to check win up to on sneak that. into the playoffs. If they went out. I believe it's Stroud's award to lose. But if he puts up a couple duds, it opens the door for Nakua. I'd still say Stroud is going to win it. The quarterbacks usually win these type of awards. Yeah, it is the Colts. Yeah, I mean it just sucks because Nakua is having such a good year, but so is Stroud. But you know what I mean? Like to to break the receiving records as a rookie and not get the rookie of the year. It, it's unfortunate, but it just hey, shows. It happened when Herbert, But it's the Herbert same thing with the MVP. Je- Herbert won it over Jefferson. And it's the same thing with the MVP. It's just the quarterback. The quarterback's always going to get the benefit of the doubt. Yep. Except for when Saquon beat out Baker. But Saquon had 2,000 total yards, so. Yeah. And the cool does not have that.
2: <laughs> Who is your guys' favorite player in this year's rookie
0: class? My favorite player in this year's rookie class. I hmm. Honestly, is one of my favorite to watch. <laughs> um, he's just really fun to watch because the fact that he just gets so much volume and can do so much after the catch. I mean, that Saints game last week, he was making some crazy contested catches, and the fact that he's a fifth-round pick just makes it that much more impressive. Uh, and then if I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball, I really liked watching Witherspoon. Seems like he gets around the field a lot, very athletic, and seems primed to be one of the best corners in the league going forward. I like both running backs a lot, Bijan and Gibbs. I just I think uh, the way they, they... – Make defenders miss is a lot of fun to watch, especially. I mean, Gibbs last week, man. That's yeah, disgusting. Gibbs when, has been like crazy. When elusive. you just see when you, yeah, when you can see guys that just move differently from everyone else on the NFL field, I think that's really intriguing. Um, man, defensively. I'm going to shout out my guy Gravon Dexter, defensive tackle for the Bears. He's wow. very quietly turned it on the second half of the season, a big reason that their defense is turned around as well. He's actually ha- has very similar numbers to Jalen Carter because Jalen Carter slowed down the second half of the season while Gravon Dexter is heated up. He was picked out of the University of Florida, Go Gators, former five-star recruit. So and he's big against the run, right? He's been that's yeah. his biggest suit. Yeah. right? Yeah, he always had the traits to be a good pass rusher, but never really put it together at Florida. Like he didn't really have a lot of sacks, but hopefully he could put those tools together because the Bears need all the help they can get in the defensive front. And with Dexter's resurgence and adding Montez, Sweat, yeah, I was going to say defense, it seems like Sweat's opening up a lot yeah, for that defense, defense. Has taken a step forward. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, and he wants
2: to know who your guys' seven teams are from each conference to make the playoffs. So basically, like right now, he wants to know.
0: Okay, so I'm going to say the Dolphins are going to get the one. mm, I don't know. No, no, I'm going to say, because I do think the Dolphins beat the Ravens this week, but then I think the Dolphins lose to the Bills. But then I do think the Dolphins lose to the Bills. So I'm going to say the Ravens get the one still. The Dolphins are the two. Chiefs are at three. Who wins that division? The Jags? Uh, The The Colts? The Jags got the Panthers, and then they got, I believe, the Titans. Yeah, the Panthers and the Titans, so it's like... It's a soft schedule, man. But then again... You know what? No. Texans at four. Wow. Because I I, I could just see Jacksonville still losing both games, man. They're so fraudulent to me. Uh, Browns at five. Bills at six. And then seven... I think Pittsburgh sneaks in and gets a seven seed. I really do. Yeah, I'm flop uh, in um, Houston for Jacksonville for me. Oh, wait. No, wait. I think, no, you can keep going, but I just want to see some. I don't know who's going to get that 7, man. It's just so wide open. Like, do I have faith in the Colts? No. I think they lose this week. I do think Pittsburgh wins this week against Seattle. Yeah. No, I guess, yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh would be getting it at 7. Yep. I do yeah I I picked Pittsburgh to win this week in Seattle and I think Indianapolis loses. I think Indy so, loses out. I think cuz no? I think the, I think the Steelers are going to go 9 and 8. Yeah, I think Indy Indy loses out, so I think I've them out. So I've Pittsburgh getting that last spot at 9 and 8. Yeah, I think but I think Jacksonville wins the south. So just swap Jacksonville for me and I agree with with your standings there for the AFC. Okay. You want to go out You want to go out to the NFC would you like that? Yeah, let's go out to the NFC, Reagan. Uh, yeah, so I see the 49ers winning out, so they're going to keep that one seed. I agree. Uh, Philly is going to get the two seed. I agree. This uh, I have Detroit actually losing their next two, but they'll still stay in at the three seed. I have Tampa Bay getting the four. I agree. Dallas will stay at the five. I agree. The Rams will get six. I agree. And then I believe Seattle will stay in at seven. While I do think they lose this week, and I think... I don't know. Who does actually Seattle know Week 18? It basically comes down to, yeah, they're going to beat the Cardinals Week 18. So I don't know who has the head-to-head between them and Minnesota. T- I, I want to say Minnesota, but... Yeah, I don't know the where the tiebreakers come there because they haven't played each other this year. Um, they both would end up What's being... The conference record? They would both end up being, if Minnesota went... Oh, wait, no, Minnesota... They They have two more conference games. Yeah, Minnesota, if they won out, they would be... Eight and four to Seattle, seven and five. So yes, I have Minnesota in at the seven. I agree. I, I think Seattle does not get in. Yeah, I don't think Seattle get. Because I, I think Minnesota is going to win this week. I think they have a. Smash, I think Minnesota is going to win out. Smash matchup against. I the think Packers. Minnesota's going to win out because I think Detroit's going to be benching guys because they're not going to have anything to play That's for. That's a good point. After Detroit's losing gonna this gonna week, they're going to be locked, locked in as a three. Nah, I don't know about that. It's a. It's a. If they lose this week. Yeah, if they lose and Philly wins, then they can't get to the two. Cause yes, and that's what's yeah, going to happen. Campbell did say that they're still shooting for that two seed. But, yeah, I agree. I do think they lose this week to Dallas. I think Minnesota wins. I think Seattle loses. I have the same seven, Reagan. Yep, cool. Good question, Austin. Only one difference is the the AFC South.
1: Austin. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: Next, we got Jared,
2: and he has a punishment idea. Loser needs to do the record yourself getting ready to do a very normal task video thing. I'll send it to Joe for reference.
0: No, I saw this. I saw this. Someone said that. <laughs> I don't know
2: what that means. No, you didn't see Someone no. said that to me today, bro. It's, it's actually so funny. so funny you said that. Someone
0: sent <laughs> it to funny. me. Like, someone said this has to be the punishment. It's like some dude, and he's, like, going throughout his day, and he records himself, like, taking a shower, getting changed, going to the grocery store, just setting up a camera oh, across the store yeah. of him, like, picking up produce. And then as he's, like, in the checkout line, like, the lady's bagging his shit. And then, like, she peeks at the camera and it's just him just standing there, like, setting up the camera. Then he walks out of the store, has to walk back over to get his camera, sets it up outside the store all the way over, and it's him walking through the parking lot. And it's, Jared, it's the most ridiculous... The amount of time you take to make that video, it's so ridiculous.
2: Jared sent me that video, and on the caption on the video is Jalen Hurts if like 250 pound men are not pushing his butt
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's dude it's a very cringy video I'm not gonna lie I mean that would be pretty funny to do (laughs) is that all we got
2: uh yeah that's all we got but I got a question uh New Year's is coming around so what's your guys New Year's resolutions
0: (laughs) oh (laughs) I got one for you man get better at the big bets (laughs) (laughs) I got one to you come up with some new crap (laughs) I'm mad. pissed. My piss. resolution is to find a new co-host. Jake Steaks, <laughs> come on down, buddy. Uh, yeah, I'd say probably just to be the best version of myself, you know. <laughs> <laughs> really uh, work on myself and uh, be the Reagan I want to be. <laughs>
1: you know, I don't
0: think I don't think I know enough stats, so. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna hit the books this New Year's, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get some more stats for you guys. So I gotta improve my stat game. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Probably try to get laid a couple more times this year. <laughs> 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 Probably run, off, out. probably run I'm off. Probably run off. i probably need to run off all the food and beer I've drinking from these punishments. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a good Losing point. Losing five to ten pounds wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my goal is to not come in like thirty pounds heavier next year since there'll be a full year of punishments versus <laughs> the, first, a third. A third. <laughs> oh my god. That's good. Alright. Any other questions? Charlie, you got anything? No, not off the top of my head. Oh yeah. man. Oh man. Alright guys. Well, we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back. We're going to hop in these week's 17 ballgames. This interview with New Mexico State long snapper Charlie Eberly is brought to you by Worst Manhattan, the best. If you want to get a bottle today, check out their website and use the store finder tool to find out where you can get a bottle at a store near you. Welcome back in, everyone. We are honored for the first interview in Around the Felt history to have on Charlie Everly, long snapper for New Mexico State. Charlie, how are we doing today, brother? What's going
1: on, boys? It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're absolutely pumped,
0: Charlie. Lifelong friend, played ball for many, many years. Now, Charlie, can you talk about your background and how you ended up at New Mexico State?
1: So, coming out of Voorhees High School, I graduated in 2019. I went to Ithaca College originally to play linebacker, which is a Division III school in New York. The Bombers. The Bombers, yep. Uh, I had a little stint there. I started long snapping, well, all the way back in fifth grade for my brother George, who couldn't be with us. He was taking a nap. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, wait, finish that sentence. (laughs) Couldn't be with us. Couldn't be with us. And then, so I started long snapping in fifth grade with him and then it led all the way up to high school, through high school, got to Ithaca College, didn't really take it seriously. And then we had a JV team where I started long snapping and I got filmed there. So then COVID happened and I was like, screw it, why not try to take a uh, chance and go division one to play long snapper and just do that, no more linebacker or anything. So I got a couple offers from like Stony Brook and the University of Maine and I went to University of Maine, redshirted my first year. Started my second year, got some good film, and some of the coaches at New Mexico State, where my brother was playing at the time, uh, saw my film. And I graduate transferred to New Mexico State, and I uh, started there this past year. We had a pretty good season. Absolutely. The best season in Mexico State history? Am I, yeah, yeah. I right <laughs> Apparently. That's and what they say. Is said. that
0: because Charlie Everly came I mean, over and started <laughs> snapping? It, it, it might or have it? to be something to do with the yeah, Charlie Everly definitely effect. part of the equation. Yeah, we'll... So you got your undergrad at UMaine, and now you're yep. doing your grad degree at New Mexico State. Yep. Books first. My MBA. Books first, yes. <laughs> Graduates, That's what they say. Student athlete. (laughs) Didn't leave leave that at high school. Took it with you. This guy's student first. He's getting his MBA right now. Student Student first. first, Snap or second. Graduate degree, baby. You young kids out there following his
1: footsteps.
0: (laughs) Now, Charlie, here at Around the Felt, we want to personally congratulate you for being named second team All-Conference USA. Thank you. Now, when you decided to snap full-time,
1: did you imagine that you'd be where you are now? Uh, Honestly, no. I kind of set the goals high, but I never really thought that I would get to, like, this level of, as like where I'm at now but I mean like coming out of it I kind of have good coaches and I got to give all the credit to them because I wouldn't be where I am like without them and then obviously my brother we have a uh field goal post in our yard so we've been yeah. training there for <laughs> since I think it was the uh the Giants first Super Bowl that was when it was put up <laughs> oh, wow. 2008 came. baby yeah now so we've been training since then
0: now you said uh, you set your goals high. Is that the peak, or do you have more goals
1: still? No, no. There's there's always more more goals ahead of me. And uh, you want to share I, any of those, or are those <laughs> just for you? No, they're just for me. I just write them for down, you? and right, you know, I right. just check it off as I go through them. So. Okay, I like right. that mentality. A yeah. humble
0: man that has a lot of aspirations.
1: <laughs> I'd imagine a conference title is one of those. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get that next year. We came up a little short this year, fall into Liberty, but they're in the uh, what is it, the Fiesta Bowl versus Oregon? Yeah, they are. Yeah. The, they the got the at-large five team in yeah. the country, so, so
0: it's it's. I mean, it's not a bad loss. Can you talk about that game a little bit? Like, how, yeah. how was it?
1: I mean, it was kind of back and forth. You guys battled back. Mm. So we were down. I think they started. No, we started. No, off you got, at You were up first because Diego got the and rushing then touchdown all the way up until the third quarter. It was a tie game. Like they'd score, we score, they score, we score, and then our quarterback actually got hurt. It was at halftime. They they like took him out. He took himself out, and then we were tied with them up until the fourth quarter and then the fourth quarter they kind of just pulled away and i mean it was a good game it was a cool atmosphere to be in liberty's awesome to play at cuz just it's just like one of the nicest facilities i've ever been at like big big school a lot of fans like they got a lot of money so it was a good experience yeah i imagine that's a team you guys are circling on the schedule next year <laughs> yeah definitely is there
0: anyone else you're circling on the calendar for next year charlie
1: uh i think texas a&m is going to be another big one Woo! we had a a big uh, sec wow. game last year wow wow we, wow that we uh, got to beat Auburn at, and that was pretty cool. And that's so. at Texas A&M? Yeah. Wow, that'll be A&M. fun. There Johnny, Johnny you go. Menzel's wow. house. <laughs> wow. <laughs> going to Johnny's that house. That going to be I'm rocking. Thinking. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that upset at Auburn. Uh, what was the atmosphere like? So, coming into it, we were kind of just, we kind of all walked out. We were all just, like, looking up at the stadium. We were like, oh, my God. Like, this is insane. Just because, it, like, it's like two skyscrapers on the side and then a jumbo screen, like, Jumbotron bigger than... A freaking house. (laughs) So you're like looking at everything and you're just like, all right, it's a football field. Like you practice on one every day. It might as well just be the same thing. And uh, so the first thing, the first like time we went out on the field, it was after a touchdown had been scored for us. And all the Auburn fans thought that it was out of bounds. So they were all booing and you couldn't even hear yourself think. Like it was the loudest experience I've ever been in. And all I'm looking back is like, I'm looking back at George like, waiting for him to tap his finger because it's like on the short snap he goes like that and all I hear is the announcer's like name like uh Ethan Albertson who's our kicker had a really good year it's like Ethan Albertson with the kick and it sounds like uh Road to Glory on a college football like that's all that's all I was thinking about holy (laughs) crap (laughs) this is a throwback yeah and so I'm looking through my legs and I snapped it back and then we had a couple more plays throughout the game and they were pretty big and I don't know it was just an experience that We'll never match anything that I What was I think the final? 31-10? 31-10. We beat them by 21. Wow. We had, they had, uh, I think it was 88,000 people there. And we cleared it out. <laughs> you broke 88,000 awesome. hearts that day, Charlie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there was a lot now, of games, kids
0: crying and everything. Did you get any tackles in the game? No. <laughs> All right, so only one Everly recorded a
1: stat. One time out, called. <laughs> yeah, one time out. want you want to yeah. elaborate on that a little so, bit since he said you could speak for him? <laughs> <laughs> so we had a uh, fake field goal. Drawn up. This was after our fake punt, actually. That our uh, personal protector got. It was like a twenty-five yard gain on fourth and fourth and five, coming right out of the third quarter. And we go down to the we go down to the goal line, and uh, I'm like, oh shit, we're gonna kick a field goal. It's like we're gonna get three points on the board. And our coach is like, you're running the fake, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so the fake the fake was I we we motion out the whole line goes to the left about like eight nine yards out to the left, and then there's a tight end and another tight end like standing right behind me. And I snap it to George and I go out to the right for a pass and I was supposed to catch it and run hopefully run into the end zone and <laughs> shed a couple SEC linebackers trying to tap it. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we motion into it and uh last time out of the game, George calls a timeout and I don't uh-huh. think I've ever seen so many coaches get so angry in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, did like did George s- ever talk to you about why he called the timeout, what was the reasoning? <laughs> because our O-line went to the left. It was me in the middle and then two more guys on the right and then six SEC linebackers to the right. So, numbers uh, in match <laughs> <laughs> The odds were very stacked against us, so oh. yeah, it was probably a better better option that I didn't get my head taken off. So, I was kind of pissed I couldn't attempt to touchdown. score a touchdown at an SEC school. <laughs> gotta love it, gotta love man, it. I'd rather not get hurt, so <laughs> I Fair
0: guess that's the best decision. Well, I mean, speaking of getting hurt, I mean, you're probably one of the most protected positions in the game. <laughs> I'm not saying it, but I've heard people saying, like, it's kind of soft that you guys don't have anyone line up on you on the snap. <laughs> Anything to say to those people that are saying it? Not me saying it. <laughs> uh, I mean,
1: I, you, you can line up a couple guys against me. I got my head rocked a couple of times. I know the first game against UMass I had... Two linebackers come full speed down at my head. And oh. That kind of hurt, but did you got a penalty called at least. No, I didn't get. It. Didn't oh. get anything. Long snappers don't really draw a flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah they are kind re- of like, not um... protected like the quarterback. Well, our, our our biggest job is to go unnoticed while we're playing. So yeah. I did a pretty good job at that this year, so hopefully I can keep that up going into my sixth year of college football. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, 100% snap success rate,
0: right? I mean, uh, that's and, what. Yeah. No, no bad snaps. That's no why snaps. All conference. Not and, and, all wood. conference. Yes. <laughs> the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah yeah now a big thing i noticed this year was um it seemed like you guys had a pretty close-knit group there were a couple punters there a couple kickers there what what can you say about the special teams room specifically there
1: so specifically it was actually the one of the weirdest rooms i've ever been in not not like personality wise but just like the age gap so we had me who's 23 george who's 23 our punter zach who he just transferred but he was 23 and then our kicker Who's actually a day older than me and George, who's also twenty three. Wow. So the four, four starters on the uh, in our specialist group were all twenty three years old, and then the rest were either eighteen year old true freshman <laughs> and then one kid who's a senior who's like twenty one years old. So it was kind of like a weird age gap to where I was four years older than most of them, and then the same age as the rest. So it was kind of weird trying to no middle ground. That. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't really any middle ground. A veteran group though. Veteran, yeah. veteran, group veteran on, the group. on the field, which is why I mean, special teams
0: matters. It's the third aspect of the game. People mm-hmm. want to talk about it. Yeah, veteran group
1: that always e- helps. It <laughs> always Speaking helps. of veterans,
0: do you have any uh, long snappers you look up to in the NFL? Maybe model your game after, uh, <laughs> or is it not? Is that, it something that you don't really look up
1: at? The one that I kind of look up to is uh, Luke Rhodes. He's the snapper for the Colts. He's been a All Pro selection. I don't know how many years, but he's been, he's pretty good. And he he used to play linebacker actually in college. So, I mean, like I, it's not like I'm playing linebacker in college. I'm not trying to model my game after him. But he's a good guy. He's really relevant on, like, uh, Instagram and everything. So well, I you like, still got to go like, make tackles, too. At yeah. the end of the day, it's yeah. not like that one out the window. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I had, a, I had a couple tackles this year. I played, I had one at FIU, and then I had another one uh, against the University of New Mexico. But it was a flag. So so I got called back, and then I whiffed on the next play.
0: (laughs) Now, I remember early in the season, you did down a ball inside the Mm 5. Do you know how many
1: you were able to down inside the 5 this year? Personally, I don't know how many that I had, but I know the stat line for Zach that he had down within the 5, or within the 20-yard line, which is like the the stat that they like to go off of. I think it was like 19 or 20 punts inside the 20. That's very good. And he had one touchback the entire year, which is Unheard of. You know who should take notes?
0: Jamie Gillen, the punter for the Giants. Yeah. The Scottish Hammer will just boot that shit in the end zone. Yeah. It's like, we need to direct those
1: punts. Pin him, him inside the tent if you can. Yeah, him and his ponytail. Sounds like Zach could maybe get, 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 little... get some NFL looks, honestly. Yeah, he might. He might. He's in the transfer portal right now. He actually just got a uh, an offer to Mississippi State today. So wow. We'll see how that goes. Wow. Well, he's got to take his long snapper with him, right? <laughs> nah, uh, we're, we're going to call it at three schools. We're not, not going <laughs> to go to the four schools. Four All three. right, all right. We're not going to go to the fourth. Our man is happy. Yeah, in his cowboy hat, <laughs> the Aggies, baby, the Aggies.
0: Well, you guys got any questions, Joe, Zach? You got anything to ask him?
2: How are you liking living in New Mexico compared to New Jersey?
1: It's a lot different. It's a lot drier, and honestly, like the last time we saw rain, like it'll it'll drizzle at night, but like actual rain was probably early October. Wow. So coming back here and it raining like every couple days is like kind of crazy. But it's just like the landscape and the. Just that all the outdoorsy stuff that you can do out there is, like, a lot greater than you can do here. Just because, like, there's so much open land and it's not really inhabited, I guess. And there's just so many, like, few people there that it just makes it a lot more fun to, like, go out and, like, go up into the mountains and adventure, I guess. Now, that definitely is beneficial when you're trying
0: to work on your golf game. And, Charlie, I heard you are working on your golf game down there. Can you talk (laughs) about the facilities at New Mexico State and the deal that students get? Yeah,
1: so... We actually have a deal down there. It's thirty five dollars a month for students at the university course, which is really nice. It's kind of like if you guys know like Highbridge Hills. Yeah, it's I'm sure most of it's our. Like are. A <laughs> <too>. <laughs> it's like yeah. a link style. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's it's really nice. It's uh, it's usually dry and there's always like little road runners running around and like coyotes okay. and stuff. So it's kind of like a little like uh, Looney Tunes. You could. Say. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I prefer that than the deer we get around here. Oh, sometimes yeah. a black bear. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really good deal. And you pay eight dollars for the uh for the cart, so you pay thirty five a month and then eight dollars for the cart. I think it's like after four PM and the sun's up to like eight thirty nine there. So So are you gonna be a scratch golfer by the time you graduate? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One could say that. One could say that. <laughs> we'll see we'll see what they say, uh, when it when it comes down so to So he's local. got
0: bigger goals on his mind right next <laughs> year. Hey, I'm just curious. Once yeah. once once he retires from New Mexico State, then yeah. he can worry about it. Yep. Now, uh, speaking of deals, do you currently have any NIL deals? Uh, no, I do not. Well, <laughs> we would officially like to offer you to be coming around the Felt Athlete. You oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go! The first one
1: ever! It pays absolutely Appreciate nothing,
0: it. but you get to rock the merch, and you can put it in your bio if you want. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> thanks, guys. It's a, no, thank you, it's a Charlie. pleasure to be the first ever uh, Around the Felt Podcast NIL athlete. We're looking forward to yeah. having you
0: on again, my friends. Hey, thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you in the pros. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Colin here. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out all our videos, like and comment. We really appreciate hearing from you guys. Give us feedback, punishment ideas, any ideas you have in the NFL, thoughts. We appreciate it all. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, guys, welcome back in after that awesome interview we just had with uh, long snapper Charlie Everly. We're going to get right into the games this week of Week 17. Thursday night football, honestly, you guys will going to be listening to this on Friday. Not going to spend a lot of time in this game, but Reagan's Jets are at the Browns. Browns, 7.5-point favorites. The over-under, very low, 35 points. Reagan. I'd imagine you're going to pick the Jets to lose and not cover because um, you want to root for the blowout, but what are you thinking? As you're listening to this, the Jets have just won 35-0, pushing the over-under total and getting us to another win now. Uh, <laughs> I have the Browns covering and winning here. I don't know, man. I just got to back my Browns take here where I, where I think this team can make it to the Super Bowl. This is going to be a good test for Joe Flacco. Can he get it done against one of the league's best defenses? And I think he can, and I also just don't trust Trevor Simeon at all. Because, yeah, while he may have looked okay, and that might be an overstatement against the worst-ranked defense, the Browns, they have a great defense. So I don't have a lot of confidence, unfortunately. We're going to need another big Brees Hall game, but it's going to be hard for that to happen against the good Browns defense. Yeah, ah, man, I went back and forth on this one. I have Cleveland winning, but the seven and with the hook is really really bothering me. I know Cleveland plays a lot better at home, and Joe Flacco is hot. But at the same time, Although he's throwing for a lot of passing yards and he sparked his offense, he is turning it over a lot in this secondary can force turnovers. Yeah. So that's what kind of makes me nervous here. Uh, I think Jerome Ford is going to have to do better on the ground for the Browns to really cover this number. I, ultimately, I ended up with the Jets covering, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Like, I don't I don't think the Jets can even score 10, to be honest with you. I think it's a defensive showdown. I'm going to go with like a 13-6 to six type of game. Yeah, I do like the under, I will say that. But, I mean, as much as I want to take the Browns because they're scorching hot and Amari Cooper just went for 265, I think a lot of people are going to be on his line. I think DJ I think Reed under saw for that. do a good job on Cooper. It's going to have to be with the running game. But, uh, yeah, like you said, I don't really have any faith in the Jets' offense to score unless they're throwing the ball to Brees Hall 15 times a game. Elijah Moore revenge game? Ooh, revenge game i love the revenge looking for revenge i could see elijah moore actually scoring in this one and then connie hughes going on twitter like
1: see this way you don't give up on elijah moore we don't have any receivers
0: (laughs) fair enough but he did give up on us elijah moore he wanted out so all right let's get into the games that people are going to be wondering about now all right one o'clock state starts off with a bang here reagan the lions are at dallas dallas well six. no, this is actually uh Saturday night game. Oh, 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 my bad, my bad. Hey, you're good, you're good, you're good. My, I was wondering, I was like, why is this game at one? No. Yeah, sad, Saturday we, got another, we got more Saturday football boys. Love to see it. The Dallas Cowboys are six-point favorites, and these are two double digit win teams. Big spread, and that's because Dallas is seven 0 at home. The over-under is fifty-three Reagan. Does Dallas roll here to the line? <laughs> oh, team Dallas stomps here. They're gonna they're gonna embarrass these frauds. It's gonna I'm telling you, it's gonna be thirty-five. To 17, and that's what the Lions putting up that 17 basically in some garbage time. I think it's not classic, but this is the Jared Goff we've seen a lot as of recent where he's high turnovers and this Lions offense can't get going because they get down too big to run the ball. So I'm tempering expectations on Montgomery. I think Gibbs could have a good game as a receiver, definitely like his receiving line, but I think Dak has a, a very good game here. I do think Dallas covers as well, Reagan. They're just too tough to beat at home, and they're coming off two losses, so I expect them to come out pissed. And Dallas is one of the league's best at forcing turnovers. Lions lose when Goff turns it over multiple times. I don't love Goff in this matchup. I do think Gibbs does have a good game, goes for over 100 total yards. We just saw James Cook light this defense up. I think Gibbs can do a similar role here. The only problem is Monty's sneaking some of those carries. But Gibbs just looked a lot better, so hopefully he did. they start giving him more touches. But at the end of the day... Dallas averages roughly 40 points per game at home. I don't think Detroit's gonna be able to keep up. I think it's a high-scoring game. I do like the over, but at the end of the day, CD Lamb. The over is pretty high too. Yeah, it's 53. But at the end of the day, CeeDee Lamb and Dak stay hot, and they they destroy this Lions secondary. All right, San Francisco, 13 point favorites at the Washington Commanders. The over/under is 49 and a half. Reagan, I know that's a lot of points, but you can't be backing the Commanders uh, in this one, can you? I don't know, man. I, I went back and forth on this one a lot because it, it's so many points, but I ended up leaning landing on Washington because we have seen Brissett play better than Howell as of recent. I know a lot of it has been in garbage time, but I feel like he's a veteran enough, and he'll do enough to just keep checking it down and not killing them. So I think this game is close on the scoreboard, but it's not actually close. So I think they can get like a backdoor cover here and get it done. But I definitely think the 49ers win this game. Yeah, we did see Arizona put a lot of points up against this Niners defense, so always laying nearly two touchdowns is nerve-wracking. I do think the Niners cover in this one, though, just because, I mean, the Jets scored 30 on this Commander's defense last week. It seems like the guys in the locker room have kind of almost given up. Uh, I I mean, we actually think the Commanders may be able to hold the Niners less than 30 points. There's no damn way. No. Nope. So I think the Niners hang 38 in this one. I think the Commanders can score 25, maybe, but with the corpse of Jacoby Brissett, I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be like a 38 to 20 game. Yeah, so I, I definitely think, think it'll come. be ugly. Uh, it just really comes down to can Jacoby Brissett get that last that last touchdown in garbage time? I think McCaffrey scores twice in this one as well. Yeah, safe bet. He likes to score. So, yeah, and that's probably <laughs> that's probably even odds. <laughs> maybe yeah. even maybe even minus. Like to be honest with you, uh, but the secondary has been really bad too. So I just I do think Purdy has a good bounce back game. Iuke and Debo have good games as well. Niners roll in this one. All right, another big spread. Arizona's at Philly. Philly's 11-point favorites at home. The over-under 48-and-a-half. Philly ended their losing streak last week, but the Giants did cover a big number. Can Arizona do the same? Uh, yeah, I do think I think um, Philly wins and covers here. I think they need it really bad because while they won last week, it was not convincing at all. So I think this is a game where they silence the media and they get it done and show why they're one of the most dominant teams in the league right now. I do and think I think they have to, honestly. And also, Arizona's very beatable on the ground, and Philadelphia's got to get back to their way. So I think a big DeAndre Swift game here. Uh, you can beat Arizona whoever the hell you want. They Fair can't enough. cover anybody. They can't stop the run. They, I think they have the worst. Ah, Commanders. Commanders in Arizona, two worst defenses in football. But I do think Arizona covers the 11. Okay. I think that's a big number to give up, and I do think it's going to be a backdoor. But Arizona had success against San Francisco, and this Philly defense is not San Francisco right now. But I will say it's a division game, so it's a little bit different. That's a good, yeah, I mean, that's fine, but I don't know. The Eagles have been struggling recently. Any time they're laying more than 10 points, I just don't trust their defense to be able to contain teams enough. Now, I do think they score a lot. I do think Jalen Hurts has a touch-push. Swift probably scores. Either A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith probably scores. Or Swift gets tackled at the 1-0 like three times. Yeah, I think (laughs) it (laughs) seems like he likes to do that. Yeah, he. Does. I've never seen a player like tackle the one more. That's the best push part push. about the touch pushes It's he like at the one all the time. he's getting the touch pushes but it's like he wouldn't even have like half of them if DeAndre Swift just got it in the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. actually ridiculous. I just don't trust Philly enough to give up 11. But All right, huge game to determine the number one seed in the AFC. Miami at Baltimore. Baltimore is a three-point favorite. The over-under is 47 Reagan, are you backing these Dolphins? Uh, yeah, this actually is my upset pick of the week. Whoa! I think everybody's going to be hammering the Ravens in this game because of the fact that they just embarrassed the 49ers, so this seems like a classic trap game. Coming off the big win, Ravens are riding high. Like, best team in the league, like, everyone's like, oh, well, if they just beat the 49ers, like, who can't this team beat? Everyone's gonna be like, the Dolphins, like, they just finally beat the Cowboys, but they really don't have a signature win, so I feel like this is the one signature win the Dolphins get this season, and then they go and lose to the Bills next week, but... I think this just screams trap game. It does scream trap game, Reagan, and that's what really was bothering me. I did end up taking Baltimore just because I have Lamar MVP. Yeah, it and I want so it's more cash. of an emotional so like, pick. It is an emotional pick because Miami, over the second half of the season, has been a top-five run defense in the league. Wow. So if they can contain Lamar on the ground – I don't I don't expect Gus Edwards to have a big day in the ground. He might punch one in. That's what the bus does. But I think they could limit the run game, and it's going to have to be on Lamar through the air. And, and I mean, honestly, if they can – Limit Lamar's scrambling. That's their key to victory. Also, the Ravens' defense has been really good. Their pass rushers are good. Their secondary is elite. But they do play a lot of man coverage. So Tyreek Hill is going to have to be the X-factor here. If he can break a couple deep in man coverage, that's going to be Miami's path to victory. At the end of the day, I'm going to take Baltimore at home. It's just been too good. And I know you said trap game, and I, I feel it, too. I feel it, too. And Miami's first signature win was last week against Dallas. But they're also in a letdown spot, kind of. Yeah. So in, Yeah, in a sense, yeah. It's a tough game. It, I went back and forth on this one, man. I leaned Miami, and then I ended up sticking with my guns in Baltimore, but... It's definitely gonna be a fun one.
1: I do think too, a lot of times with the trap games, it's usually like big win at home against a great team, like and then a loss on the road to follow it up. So I do think the Ravens being at home does help them. Yes, because the
0: Ravens won in San Francisco, now they're yeah, back now they home where Miami home, a lot
1: of times it's like the big win at yeah, home was at home and now they're on the road. Yeah. Reverse. So
0: reverse trap.
1: Yeah, I do think that does help them a lot being at home. But
0: Next like, the Falcons are at the Bears. The Bears are three-point favorites. The over/under is 38. I, I every time the Falcons <laughs> play, I have no idea what team's going to show Very up. Very inconsistent like, team. Like, last week, a 29-10 win, and then you know they could absolutely put up a dud and score six points and lose. Reagan, do you trust these Falcons? Or are you taking the no, Bears? At I'm home? taking the Bears to cover and win here. I think they get it done. I think this game's low-scoring, but I think the Bears' defense is playing on a, another level right now, and I think Fields actually has a pretty good game against this Falcons defense. So yeah, Chicago has won three of his last four. Yeah, Chicago's peaking at the right time, man. Um, so I say they win 24 to 10. Okay. I'm going to take Falcons straight up. Is that because if they lose, you're drinking a smoothie? Or No, I mean, it, I, I also there some have another I, reason. I also have bears under seven and a half. Uh, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, who would have thought that'd still be alive? Annette, well, the Bears have been hot. They four of the last six, three of the last. If four the Bears get over, we might have a clip because I remember coming into the season that was that was Drock's, one of Drock's questions, and you were like, "Yeah, we have a." I'm taking the under because I'm not rocking with Baldy or something we like ha- that. We have a handshake bet on that as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll that that
0: we'll be sure to ball, request Dave for this weekend if the Bears lose. What uh? What is it? Uh, honestly, I uh, it's under seven and a half. I have the under. He has the gotcha, gotcha, So gotcha. we handshake we handshake bet on that. But I liked what the offense <laughs> did with Heineke last week. I'm hoping Heineke can keep it going. All those Bears defense has been balling out. I'm not confident this one. I'm just gonna say it. I am not confident. But at the end of the day, it's you know the who Bears. is confident? Me. It's the and Bears. The Bears are gonna get it done here. <laughs> okay. Well, we could look at the standings and see how that confidence has done you so far this year. What do you think not about good Taylor for either.
2: Heineke's passing yards,
0: 202. I would stay away personally. Yeah. That Bears secondary has been playing really well. But also, D.J. Moore has an ankle that's something to monitor. I, I kind of like the over. I mean, we saw D.J. Moore hurt his ankle beginning of last game, then he was kind of a decoy. So if D.J. Moore is limited, I think that really lowers the ceiling of this Bears offense. It's going to have to be on Justin Fields and his scrambling ability, I think, if the Bears are going to win. I like the over because I think the Bears are going to get up early, so I think he's going to be passing a lot, and two hundred two is a very low line. It is low. It is low. It's extremely low. And Heineke's... He's a gunslinger. Well, he is a gunslinger, so... I mean, he could get one big play, and it's like, oh, shit, he's already a fourth of the way there, so... Next, Carolina at Jacksonville. Jags are six-and-a-half point favorites. You under thirty eight. Reagan, do these frauds cover? Uh, they don't cover, and I've gone back and forth on who I think is going to win, but I think I might have the Panthers beating him. You have the Panthers winning. I might, I might. I don't know, I don't know. I, Why I think... is this not your upset pick if it's six-and-a-half? Because and a half. I'm not confident in it. I'm not confident in it, because... Like, I'm very confident in the Dolphins winning. I'm not confident in the Panthers winning, but I really don't like the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, like what I'm seeing from it. And maybe, just maybe, yeah, it could have been a bad Packers defense or maybe Bryce Young's starting to figure some stuff out. I, so. think, it's, I think it's mostly the bad Packers defense. Okay. Maybe he's starting to figure it out. So <laughs> I, I like that he did that, so I feel like that's something to build off of. Maybe they found some plays that he feels more comfortable with that he, that are working, something to build off of. So, <sighs> I'm going to go with the Panthers to win it. Well, I went back and forth too. Because we don't even know if Trevor Lawrence is playing. Yeah, yeah With the shoulder. It's, it's in a right shoulder as well. It's his throwing shoulder. That makes me really nervous. CJ Beathard, I mean, yuck. And Jags have lost four in a row. I do think ultimately the Jags win. But I do think the Panthers cover. Six and a half is just a lot for me to give up right now. It almost seems like that line is assuming that Lawrence is going to play. So, if Beathard ruled in, I'm, I'd imagine that might drop to like four and a half. Yeah. type of range. I do think Carolina covers, I, although I like what I saw from Bryce Young. This defense isn't playing as bad as Green Bay's, but still, they've been struggling. They've lost four in a row, in part because of the defense as well. And you beat Jacksonville through the air, not on the ground. So it's going to have to be on Bryce Young. You, I mean, I don't know if Chuba Hubbard can go for over 100 on this defense, even if he's getting 25 carries. I do think they get the cover, though. But I, right? I just can't trust them to beat Jacksonville. I mean, they've won, what, two games all year? It's just tough to pick them out, right? Fair enough. All right, last one before we hit a break here, Reagan. New England's at Buffalo. Buffalo a 13 point favorite. My goodness. The over under 40 and a half. Do they cover the 13? Uh, I think they do. New England's been playing very good football as of late. Uh, they seem like they're much improved from early on in the season. They've already beaten Buffalo once this year. And honestly, the fact that Buffalo made that game a game in in LA last week with the Chargers and, and Ethan Easton Easton, I was going to keep wanting to say Ethan Easton stick Wait, Let, so you're saying New England's going to cover? They're going to cover, yeah. Buffalo will win. I was asking if you, if Buffalo is going to cover. You're oh. th- you, so you're saying New England's yes, going to cover? Yes, New England's going to cover, yes. Uh, it gives me the, f- the faith in them. It's a lot of points, division game, Uh, and Bill Belichick is still the coach. So, yeah, I'll take him to cover, but I do think the Bills win here. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm taking Buffalo to win. I'm taking New England to cover the 13. Just a fat spread. I mean, honestly, I thought it was going to be like around 8 or 9, so this, this was shocking to me. Division game with Bill Belichick. It's just tough to lay so that many, many points. points. It's, it's so many points. And like you said, with the Chargers, that defense is terrible. And mm-hmm. the Bills only scored 24. And I mean, they almost, it almost lost seems the like, game. It almost <laughs> seems like they came into the game like just expecting to win. After yeah. having wins over a couple big teams, mm-hmm. you know, some really good teams, and you play a, a bad Chargers team that's just limping to the finish line at this point. I mean, this New England team is going to show fight. They're going to show heart. It's a Bill Belichick-led team. I think they cover, but I think Buffalo has control of this game throughout.
2: What do you think about
0: Josh Allen's rushing yards? It's 27 and a half. I like the under on it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Belich- this game's going to be ugly, and I feel like Belichick's going to try to do everything with QB spies to not let him do it,
1: to I be know, honest. I, th- I think
0: Belichick historically has struggled with running quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I just I, I just like the under, and that might be because we've been burned by Josh Allen's overs before. Yeah, <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm saying it, but I, I lean under. I'm going to go actually go over. I think he ends up in the 30s um, because I do think that Belichick's going to try to take away Diggs. And, I mean, although Diggs hasn't been a big factor recently, like if Gabe Davis doesn't show up, then a lot of the Which odds are he won't. James Cook and Josh Allen's legs. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a quick break, guys.
1: Hey, everyone. We got four different color hoodie options out on the website. Please make sure to go check them out and get yours now.
0: All right, guys. Welcome back in. We're going to finish off The Week 17 preview, what do we got first, Mr. Tom? The Raiders are at the Colts. Colts three and a half point favorites at home. The over-under, 43 and a half. Reagan, you back in the stash? Uh, No, actually, I got the Raiders winning and covering here. I really like what I saw from them last week. I think the Colts are starting to kind of, I don't know, I feel like the magic they had is starting to fade, and the Raiders are the hot team right now, so I'm going to rock with them. And I really don't want to doubt them, because their defense is legit. Like And I feel like something's got to give here. Is it going to be the Colts' bad defense? Or or basically it's, it comes down to who wins this? Do the Colts' defense step up or does the Raiders' defense step up? And to me, I think the Raiders' defense is playing at a better level right now. So I think they're going to limit that. And I do think O'Connell will be able to actually do something this week and won't have to rely on his defense completely. So I think the Raiders win like 24-10 here. As a Devontae Adams fantasy holder. I really hope Aiden O'Connell can complete a forward pass past the first quarter this week. Now, part of me is taking the Raiders in this one. Okay. With my heart. Because I'm rooting for Antonio Pierce to get the head coaching gig. And they they remind me a little bit of the early season Steelers, where the offense is so anemic, but they just find ways to win, and they're playing hard. They dominated the Chiefs up front last week, and that's a good offensive line. Interior-wise, I know their left tackle was out, Juan Juwan Taylor's had his problems, but the interior easy lead and they dominated Mahomes running for his life all day so i think they can do the same thing against this colts front and i also de- i definitely trust this raiders defense more so than the colts defense i really just hope that aiden o'connell finds Devonte adams because that's their path to victory here but antonio pierce has these boys playing inspired football i hope he gets the gig i'm taking the raiders in this one
2: with um josh jacobs being questionable and zamir white's productivity if both play, what does Zamir White's role look like in that offense
0: now? Uh, if they both play, I honestly don't know if you could play Zamir White. I don't think White gets more than five carries. Because okay. of the fact that it's just too risky. Like, I would just pivot because it's just if you're in the fantasy championship, you can't be taking those kind of risks. But if Jacobs doesn't play, I, I play Zamir White, and now, I think he's going to have a big game. Now, if you're in the, a dynasty league, if Jacobs is playing, I, I still think you should just pick up White. Right now, looking into next season, because Jacobs is on the tag. If you can, I feel like White's probably not on the waiver wire. He got picked up today in my dynasty league off the waiver wire. That's that's shocking. So I'm just saying, if you're in a league, like check out, like look for White, because uh, he is young, he's under contract, not a lot of money. Jacobs is on the tag, so for next year, the way White has looked the past two weeks, maybe they don't bring Jacobs back. I don't know. I'm just speculating, but I would keep an eye out on White in dynasty formats. But yeah, if Jacobs is back, Antonio Antonio Pierce knows that Adams and Jacobs are his two horses. And he has to ride them to the finish line. All right, the Rams 4.5 point favorites at the New York Football Giants. The over-under is 45. Reagan, are you backing my G-men? No, I'm not. I'm backing the Rams here. 4.5, Like honestly, that's kind of a low line to me. Uh, The Rams offense is rolling right now, and while Tyrod is going to be starting for the Giants, I still don't have enough faith in this offense right now to get it done. I just think this Rams offense is too high powered, and I don't think the Giants will be able to keep up with them to cover the four and a half. Now, if it was like a touchdown, I probably would have gone with the Giants, but I just think four and a half is too low of a line. So I could see it being like 28 to 20 here. I was Um, thinking 31 to 21. I'm taking the Rams as well. I just think, I I mean, the Giants defense last week led up 33 to Philly, even though they did force turnovers, they did have a pick six. The way Nakua, Cooper Cup, Kyron Williams, and Matt Stafford have been playing, I can't imagine the Giants are going to hold them to less than 20 or 24. Even with Tyrod at the helm, I, I mean, I don't know. That offensive line is just still so bad. It was All five of their starters last week were ranked like bottom 10 in the league at their respective positions. So I think Aaron Donald's going to have a field day. Can Tyrod keep him in it? I don't know. I mean, he pushes the ball downfield a lot, so I'm hoping that Jalen Hyatt gets involved after a couple weeks of doing nothing. It just It's so weird to me, but the passing attack has just been brutal. You can't rely on Barkley to keep you in a game if your defense is going to let up over 20, 30 points. I do think the Rams cover... But it does break my heart saying it. But like you said, Reagan, if it was a higher number, I'd be very tempted to take the Giants. Just four and a half. I do think the Rams win between seven and ten points. Also, I mean, come on. Like, you want your team to lose at this point. Like, I was rooting for my boys through thick and thin. But at this point, week 17, mathematically eliminated and, and the chance for the number three overall pick. I'm not rooting for them to lose, but I'm not rooting for them to win. I would root for them to lose. Why would you not? I just – I don't know. I, I – my boys just would feel disappointed in me.
2: Mm.
0: Okay. You know, I want to I, I want to back my boys every opportunity I get. So I'm still debating whether or not I'm going to the game or not. You
2: only get 17 times a year to root for your boys. You know. Yeah. 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 I don't
0: even. I would not go to the game. That's. I would. Maybe. Uh. Maybe you should give them a white or some lucky around the felt listeners. Yeah. It's, it's up for Puka this week. Puka. The Puka. Group. Puka. I hope Puka. I hope Cup because I need okay. Cup in the finals. I need Puka in the finals. Honestly, yeah. like they He's both. Made. They both could go have really good games. Also, Deontay Banks left last week's game with an injury. I don't know the That's status cool. on him if he's going to be playing. But Adoree Jackson has not had a good season. I mean, even though like the pick and he can shadow cup or something. But if you have Adoree out there with Trey Hawkins and then Flott in the slot, I think oh, Flott in the slot. Wow! Did you I, just I come up with that? That's amazing. It, it just it just, just happened. These right right. things just come out of my mouth sometimes. I don't know. It's not flat. Hey! Oh my gosh! I do think both receivers. What are you going to do about (laughs) that? There's a pathway for both of them to go for over 100 yards. All right. All right, next. Game to determine the NFC South, basically. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, two and a half point favorites at home. The over under 42.5, Reagan. Are you off the Saints bandwagon? I'm off of them, which means they're going to win. So if you guys are listening to this, you probably should take the Saints. (laughs) I know it's going to happen. I know whichever way I go, it's going to be the opposite. So I'm taking the Bucs here just because I'm pissed at the Saints. But I know if I said the Saints, the Bucs would do it. I just know no matter what, I'm taking the wrong pick here. I know this game's going to be ugly, but I'll go with the team that's looked better and been pretty good this year the Bucs. Yo, you're making me nervous. Of course I'm riding my boy Baker. I hate these Saints. I think they're terrible. Oh, you hate them? terrible. It's a strong word. I think Kamara's going to get stuffed on the ground. He might have eight catches, but he's going to get stuffed on the ground. The way Baker's playing, it seems like he really, found it, he really found his home. He's playing inspired football. Mike Evans has been a beast. I just like what, what Tampa Bay has on offense a lot more than what New Orleans does, and I, I think their defenses are similar, so I'm going to go with a team with a better offense and playing at home. Uh, and Baker's wh- playing for a millie. While you while spot. you just said all that stuff, I'm changing my pick to the Saints because I just realized all this stuff says the Bucks should win the game. They're the better team. They've looked better. The Saints suck. The line is two points, which means the Saints are probably going to get it done. It just screams trap game because think about it. The Bucks have been back on his boys. The Bucks have been. So he's back on the bandwagon. He was only off it for a minute. I'm back on it because everything says the Bucks should win this game handedly the way they've been playing this year they look better but the fact that that line is two and really the Saints haven't looked good this year and the fact that you would think Kamara's gonna get stuffed by the run and they should be having to pass the ball it's like Derek Carr hasn't looked amazing this year He's showed in flashes but not the Derek Carr we saw with the Raiders so yeah I'm gonna take the Saints here cover and win wow dude that's terrible you, you convinced wanna, me. you want to make this one the big bet of the week no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Like I said, he's
2: not the Saints, but he's not
0: confident. yeah. Come on. The fact that I flip flopped. You know what? Now that you mentioned that, all right. I'm going back to the box. <laughs> no, I'm going to stay with the Saints, hesitantly. All right. Next, another divisional <sighs> matchup: the Titans at the Houston Texans. Texans five point favorites. The over under 43 and a half. Looks like Stroud's going to be back for this one. Reagan, are you backing Stroud and the Texans? Yeah, yeah I am. Covering and winning here. They have to get it done. To be honest, at this point, like. It's playoffs or bust. Uh, I feel like the Titans—they just really don't have anything to play for at this point. While the Texans have everything to play for, this offense is going to be humming, getting their leader back. So I think this is a big game—not only for the playoffs, but Stroud's rookie of the year case. So I, I expect a pretty solid victory here. I have Houston winning, but I have Tennessee covering. Oh, Houston this could have won. Been our big Houston bet. won in yeah, but I wasn't—I didn't want to pick one where I have Houston winning, but okay. Tennessee covering. Okay. Uh, Houston won an overtime with Keenum and DeHelm back in week 15. That was at Tennessee. It was a 1916 game. Tennessee has played in four straight games, decided by three points or less. And in that time frame, Houston is two and three over its last five. Granted, two of those without CJ Stroud, but it seems like they're cooling off a bit. I think a divisional matchup here. Houston does get it done by a field goal, but Derrick Henry's played really well the past few weeks. Will Levis should be back. He did practice today. I'm hoping Levis has a big game because he started for me in the finals. (laughs) I'm going to take Tennessee to cover, but I don't think they have enough talent to win. I don't know. I mean, honestly, this Houston offense without Tank Dell and then Nico Collins getting knocked out and then CJ Stroud. It's just been anemic. So (coughs) it just makes me nervous against a Tennessee team, divisional matchup. I think it's going to be low scoring. I would take the under 43 and a half here. All right. Fair enough. 4 p.m. slate. Pittsburgh at Seattle. Seattle's three and a half point favorites. The over-under. Forty-one and a half. You backing Gino and the boys? No, I'm actually taking the Steelers here. Uh, I li- I really like what I saw from them last week. I feel like they're kind of back on it. And I I like this team when they're underdogs. They seem to always get it done when they're underdogs. And then when they get the respect, they come out and play terrible. So if the Steelers are an underdog. I'm gonna back them. If they're the favorite, I'ma fade them. I'm also taking Pittsburgh to win outright. Seattle's off. you bought divine. in on Rudolph? Uh, I mean the way he looked last week, man. How can you not be? Although I would say this. Seattle secondary is a tougher test than Cincinnati, but the Seattle offensive line ranks 24th in pass block win rate. So I do think TJ Watt and the boys have a field day against Geno. Geno struggles when he's under pressure. And also Seattle's had eight games decided by one score or less. They like playing close games. In back-to-back weeks, they've had game-winning drives. I think that's a tough formula to sustain. Mike Tomlin does not have losing seasons. I love the Steelers in this one. I think they get it done on the road. All right.
2: Mason Rudolph's passing line is 200 on the dot.
0: Over. Over. Over, over. I like the over. Find George Pickens again, please. Guy's a beast. I don't have him in any fantasy leagues. I I just think he's a fun player to watch, and he's good. And they got to get him the ball. All right, next, Cincinnati at Kansas City. Kansas City a seven-point favorite. The over-under is 44. And this is the big bet of the week. Reagan, what are we doing this week? Uh yeah, so it's called the Day in the Life Challenge. Um, no, it's like
2: um, let me get the name, the actual name. It's like just like a day in the life of doing like a completely normal task or something. Yeah, it's
0: it's yeah. really 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 cringy. I guess Jared suggested this earlier in the show, but basically you have to just go through your routine day, but you have to film everything, and it's just like super cringy because you have to do all the like mannerisms and all the weird stuff you do throughout your day that. Maybe the camera's not on during it, but it's more so just gonna be funny. And then, like, obviously, it's gonna be funny to, for you guys to watch, getting like people's reactions. Where maybe Colin's at work, doing typing away, pitter padding away, doing what he does in the office, and he's just gonna have the camera rolling.
1: <laughs>
0: like yeah, these these videos are corny as hell. Cause this, like, we just watched one. This dude literally records himself walking in the elevator and closing. So what do he do? Go down and then go back up to get his phone. Like it's the stupidest video thing I've ever seen in my entire life and I think it's cringy as hell I think it's corny as hell which makes it a good punishment for us right Rick? Yeah I think it'll be funny for you guys to watch it'll just be more of a hassle for us and then we're gonna have a lot of people just giving us weird comments and weird looks like like the guy went into the grocery store and there's just people walking by seeing him filming himself picking out oranges <laughs> yes right. cringes out and then he has to set it up before he like yeah. checks out and they're like bagging his shit and he's just, like just going into
2: his parking spot with the camera rolling like you have to like reverse <laughs> and uh, dude, I don't
0: know. It's it's a pain in the ass. Honestly, that might be the worst part of the time you got to put into it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's corny as hell. I'm taking the Chiefs minus seven. Reagan's taking the Chi- the Bengals plus seven. Do the Bengals went out right or no? no? No, no, no. I just think the, I just think they're gonna be coming into this game like it is a must win for them. So I think they're gonna play and keep it close enough that they can, you know, compete. But I don't. No, I don't think they get it done. I think this is gonna spark the Chiefs for their playoff run. I think they're pissed off. I think Mahomes and Kelsey, the leaders in the clubhouse, are going to get their boys riled up. Uh, I mean, we just saw Cincinnati let up over 30 points to Mason Rudolph in that Steelers offense. Although the Chiefs offense has scored less than 20 points several times this year, I can't imagine they're going to score less than 20 against the Cincinnati defense right now. I'm hoping Mahomes and the boys get rolling. Please protect them. Give them time to throw. This is a get-right game back at Arrowhead. They're going they, to Browning Head. They know it's they know it's crunch time. They know it's crunch time. If Burrow was playing in this game, I would take Cincinnati though. Yeah, but he's not. They're going to Browning Head, and they're going to get it done. Hopefully. Oh, also, since it's seven, we might have to do it together. Kansas City wins by a touchdown. So that yeah, one. so yeah, since if it does push, it hasn't happened yet this year. There hasn't been a push, but if it pushes, we got to do it together. So like, I don't know. Me and Reagan wake up in bed together and
2: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> or we do our own separate ones i don't know we'll see we'll yeah, see. We'll figure it <laughs> I out i think
2: the first one would. Be well, any, the best yeah game. we don't
0: gotta worry about it unless yeah. they win by exactly seven the chargers at the broncos broncos are three and a half point favorites the over under 37 and a half the battle of backup qbs stidham your versus boy stick. Easton stick i'm back and stick jared chargers stidham. are getting done here man they played that buffalo team great last week they seem fired up These guys probably played some of their best football all year. And guess who wasn't coaching them? Staley. So I have a lot of confidence in them getting it done. And I feel like the Broncos locker room is going to be a little split here. Like The players see that, and I feel like that causes an issue when you see your quarterback who, while Russ might not have had the best season, he's still a good locker room guy. So you think all the players are going to be happy about that, seeing the way that the franchise is treating a guy. So I, I think that really is a big impact and that's why I'm going to take the Chargers here is because all this stuff going on in the locker room and stuff, and I feel like the Broncos are going to come out very flat in this game. Everything screams the Chargers should win, which is why I'm taking the Broncos at home here with Jared Stidham. I mean, it, it, let's not act like this Denver offense has been scorching the no, past few it weeks. Hasn't. They've, nope. they've lost three of their last four. The wheels are starting to fall off. I mean, it, that whole Russell Wilson thing about the contract, they apparently started talking about weeks ago, and then Denver won a little bit of a winning streak. Once they started losing a little bit, it probably wore on them and the relationship between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson was not there, which I think is a big part to why the offense has been struggling. Although I don't think Jarrett Stidham is a good quarterback, I do trust this Denver defense against Easton Stick. We did just see the Chargers get blown out. Now Staley's gone, but it's an ugly game, man. Not one I'm really looking forward to. But I think at home, Denver's defense does enough. Yeah, why does why, why this Williams game have a good him. game? Why does this have to be a 4 o'clock game? Like, let's switch it out with the Ravens-Dolphins. Yeah, there's three 4 <laughs> o'clock games, and it's like... Let's just oh. not put this game on. Yeah, like, it sucks that Red this. Zone's going to be cutting to this game a bunch. At least it's not on primetime. True. Our primetime game this week... Oh, wait. It is, it, it is on primetime. Yeah. <laughs> it is Sunday night. <laughs> not, what is? Chargers-Denver. No, so there's no, no Monday night. night game this week. Oh, there's no Monday. Yeah, yeah. it's a 4... Oh, it's uh the, New Year's it's Day, because yeah, because yep. playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Monday. all right. That makes a lot more sense. I was like, wait, that was our second-to-last game. Yeah, yeah, no, that no. would, yeah, that'd be an awful Sunday night game. That'd be brutal. But this one's good. We're this gonna get to see good, Nick Mo and the I like boys. I this one. I think we can see some points scored. Green Bay at Minnesota. Minnesota's one and a half point favorites. The over/under is 46. Reagan, you back in Mullen? I'm back in Mullen. Yes, I am. I think he's going to have a huge game. What's his <laughs> yes, he is? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. What's his what's his line at? His passing yards line got to be damn near close Potential... to play. None of
2: those lines are at damn. He's Potential probably Potential parlay leg for Reagan.
0: Potentially, potentially that You, you want to stack and you go you go Mullen's, I go Jefferson. Mm, I don't know. You want to get you want to get some Addison in there, maybe maybe Drock gets a little Ty Chandler well, touchdown. Ma- well, Ma- Vikings same Ad- game parlay. Addison has the, the ankle. That makes me, me a little nervous. 40 Vikings, yes. No can winners. Tattoo I'm, it on me. I'm taking Minnesota as well. This Packers defense is god-awful. I mean, everyone in Wisconsin is calling for Joe Barry to get fired. Which screams Packers, Joe Barry gets it done. All right, you changed my mind. Yeah, Joe Barry back against the wall. I'm taking under on Nick You know, his back was against the wall after Tommy Cutlitz, who now is benched, destroyed him. And then no. when Baker had a perfect passer rating. And then when Bryce Young threw over so, 300. Joe so, Barry legacy game? The fact that Nick mm-hmm. Mullins threw for over 400 mm-hmm. last week, I'd imagine he goes for 300-plus in this one. And if he's doing that without Hawkins in the picture, that means Justin Jefferson's going to have a field day. Joe no, Barry, with legacy with game. With no Jair Alexander as well. I mean, can, I, think, I do think the Packers will score in this game. So the over-under 46, I would lean over. But I think over. I think Minnesota hangs over 30. Fair I'm enough. not gonna lie. I, I think they get it done here. I do and too. And they keep their playoff hopes alive. Justin Jefferson
2: over 100 receiving yards, hmm? like
0: maybe. I don't know if you like taking minus 300 bets. <laughs> That's
2: true. <the> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not know i not minus oh, 300. His, his I his do feel like. like I
0: feel like his line's gonna be damn near close to 100, just because Alexander's rolled yeah. out. Uh, no, Hawkinson. I think yeah, I it'll think be he, damn near close he to. He was low 80s last week, and he went for what one. Forty. 40? That, days, yeah, days, I think his line will be pretty, cl- it might pretty be 100. close to a hundred. Yeah, like but still, I I think that hits. So. Yeah, I'll take him over hundred.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I would
0: take him over hundred. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up this episode. We will uh, see you guys in the new year, 2024. Are you ready? You year, I'm ready, Felters. baby. I'm ready. See you next year, Felters. Adios. Feliz-